With restrictions still in full swing during what would normally be the busiest time of the year, we continue to be creative in order to keep ourselves busy. From audiences and automobiles to live streaming liturgies, we constantly have to think outside of an ever-growing box. Today we're talking about concerts by Car Week 2, some streaming show and tell, and how to effectively set expectations for an installation project. My name is Mike O'Neill, and this is Gig Essentials. Welcome to another episode of Gig Essentials. My name is Mike O'Neill. With me today, I have Tom, Mike, and Chris, our usual panel. How are we doing today, guys? Doing good. Doing good. 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 So let's jump right into it. Um, So this past week, Tom, we had our second Concert uh, by Cars series, Mm -hmm. our concert, I guess, right? Um, How did that go? Have we had any adjustments that we've had to make, any things that we've learned since the first time that we've used for the second time around? Yeah. Um, well, I will start by a, uh, addressing a complaint or concern that I've seen a few people mention on um, social media, and that's the idea that, oh, I, I'm going to pay all this money and go sit in my car. You know, I, I could just uh, watch a streaming concert at home. But I think now that there's uh, a few of these concerts under everyone's belt in the way that they actually work, um, we're finding out that the way that people choose to uh, enjoy these concerts is as a tailgate party. Um, The cars, again, providing a convenient means of social distancing, um, but in terms of the actual way that people experience the concert, it's a concert. It's not like a drive-in movie where you, you, know, you just sit in the car with the windows rolled up the whole time. Right. Um, this is a full-blown concert experience. So um, this week to uh, really up the level of production and the experience that people are getting when they uh, come in their cars, uh, we went with a much larger PA system. Um, that was a lesson learned from last time. That I saw that we were actually hanging the yeah. speakers this time around, right? Flown PA this time. Yep. Um, larger boxes because we we're trying to cover such a large area. And um, also, just generally, the way the whole thing is approached is we're now, uh, you know, able to do larger video screens, a taller stage, and things like that because we're realizing. People still want this big concert experience, um, and uh, they have to stay in their cars for safety's sake, right. um, which we certainly endorse. I don't uh, think that the concert industry should come roaring back in these like packed-in concerts the way we used to until um, we figured out the right safety protocols. But um, we're now figuring out like this is a true concert experience. So I think. Um, people recognize the value in that. People that were live music nuts that would go to 100 concerts in the summertime, that, I mean, has been uh, so shut down for such a long time. Now this is an outlet for people. And I'm, you know, aside from a few naysayers, really appreciative of the fact that I think the people that are coming to these, it's not just like uh, your friends dragging you out, so you go along grudgingly. People genuinely appreciate the effort that's being put forth. Um, I know in speaking to uh, the managers and directors of uh, the, the promoters that are putting these on, that the audience responsiveness 
um, even compared to previous concerts that they've had during non-COVID times mm -hmm. in their venue, people actually like these concerts or are responding to them um, more favorably. Um, and I think it really speaks to the need to have live entertainment. Um, you know, you don't really realize how much you miss something until it's gone. Um, there's a lot of things on the economic side of it. You know, it's a very difficult thing to pull off, and I know um, some of the bigger promoters have already canceled a few of them. So it's a rocky road, but really anything in this industry right now is sure. kind of a rocky road. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, so it's kind of a case of people doing the best that they can to try and keep the arts alive. Mm -hmm. um, so I see it as a definite uh, short-term answer. Um, I hope that we have a good solution to the whole COVID thing where we can have people together and group safely again. And I think that's gonna come back. Um, but uh, certainly I encourage anybody who doesn't think that this can work, go out and give it a try because the results have been really favorable. People nice. really seem to appreciate it and yeah. have responded well to it. And there's a lot of effort going into making sure these productions are done right. Nobody's cutting any corners or anything like that. Sure. That's good to hear. Mm -hmm. um, I would imagine from a, an experience standpoint, like as an audience member, you kind of get both, best of both worlds in a way, right? In, in that, like, you know, I've been to plenty of concerts where you're, you're packed shoulder to shoulder with a bunch of sweaty people that you don't know. And mm -hmm. uh, at some point in time, you like, you know, you're stuck in the middle of the crowd and you want to get out and just to breathe a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. With this setup, you, you're allowed to just, you know, I'm gonna get back in my car for a few minutes and, and just get in the AC, right? Mm -hmm. And then I can pop back out and, and enjoy everything and, you know, and, and dance around or tailgate or do whatever it is that I wanna do while I'm experiencing this live music. So, um, you know, I, I get that there's fewer people which um, can be seen as a downside, but at the same time, it allows for a little bit more flexibility for the experience i would imagine so mm -hmm. that's that's really cool yeah um mike so um last time we talked about some of the uh installs that we're doing yeah um and we did a little bit of a show and tell with one of the pieces of gear that we were doing it seems like we've got something else here today to talk about what do you got there yeah so here we have one of the actual ptz cameras we started finally getting them in stock after the long back order <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so these cameras here are PTZ. They're controlled by that joystick we talked about last time. Mm -hmm. um, all different kinds of presets, white balance functions, um, iris, shutter speed control, basically anything a standard camera would have. Um, these have SDI, HDMI out, they're power over ethernet, and they, they also support the NDI protocol. Okay. So um, basically, instead of having to run like an SDI cable and a cat cable for control and power. You could just run a cat cable to it. You get your video, you get, um, if you ran audio into this, but we're not really doing that for any of our installs, but you also get the power and control over one cable, which is nice. Gotcha, so you can consolidate everything yeah. um, into one cable, which I imagine is probably a, a valid nightmare that we've probably come across in terms of yeah. cabling and just trying to, to figure everything out while we're going in and maybe doing some upgrades at some point in time and just having your minds blown with just the, <laughs> just the maze of cabling that you've, you've probably come across. Mm -hmm. You'd be surprised, Mike. <laughs> You'd be surprised. <laughs> 
I've, I've seen the memes. Uh, so. <laughs> Those attics get rough, man. Yeah. Those roofs get rough. <laughs> well, so speaking of installs, uh, Chris, we talked uh, last time about some of the technical issues that we've come across with all these installs that we've been doing over the last couple of months now in COVID times. Mm -hmm. um, what are some of the other things that we've come across over the last couple of weeks? Uh, so like the main things that have been coming across with uh, installs is mostly in regard to the time frame uh, aspect of it, where, as I mentioned earlier, last uh, the last time we did this, it was like, the, the main things you want to have when you have a production company come in and do an install is meet those milestones that we need to have uh, so that we kind of like build ourselves up to get ready to do the final day of like putting everything in at the, uh, at the finished product. Sure. So it's like if you're starting from scratch or if you're retrofitting something like that, if, even if you're taking like an older building and you're stripping down you know, drywall and putting new stuff up, or you're having electricians come in and running lines. Like I mentioned last time, it's like you want to you want to be there on those days that people are running lines so that you can run your own stuff, make sure that your points are already laid out and planned out and ran. That way when they throw up drywall, you're not fishing through attics and walls trying to retrofit everything or trying to get right. stuff through uh, after the fact. After that, it's kind of like weird, I guess, when you're working with clients that one, immediate results, you know what I mean? Since they're seeing the contractors putting stuff up as they go over time, they want to try, you know, they'd like to see you going in there too and moving stuff around and putting TVs up or putting PAs up. But the realistic part of that is that, uh, you know, the install companies are going to do that groundwork first. We're going to run our lines. We're going to make sure everything is planned out where we need them to be, at least in the general area. And then after the fact, once the drywall is laid up and all the finishing work is done with the contractors and the floors are laid out and everything like that, that's when mostly you come in to start finishing up, you know, mounting TVs, mounting speakers and everything like that. Because if you started putting stuff in there, I mean, especially like electronics, like speakers, amp racks, uh, you know, TVs alone, if, uh, all of that dust can get in there during all that contracting yeah. work. And then have, it, it just kills the longevity of all your electronics when you start putting them in there. And you're sure. just jumping the gun and you're doing a disservice to the client by trying, you know, it's like a weird catch-22 where you're, you're trying to show progress on your end, but at the same time, you can't shoot yourself in the foot by having dust collection or, you know, say there's a problem and somebody messes up and like rams a two by four into a TV screen and right. then you got to buy a new one. You know, it's weird. Things happen all the time like that. Sure. So you can get bottlenecked where if you're waiting on contractors or somebody else to come in and like finish up their stuff and you're trying to go show results to your client too, but it's like things aren't finished yet. What are you going to do? You know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, other than that, everything's been good. Uh, I know we've started making progress. I mean, we went into a, a house of worship the other day, and we were checking lines and seeing what they're doing. I think we're coming close to that. Um, I'd say another probably another issue is I know we've been talking about there's been a shortage of electronics, or since there's such a high demand for what we've been doing, we've been waiting for stuff to get in stock at our shop here so that we can take them out on those installs. But other than that, I'd say we're still on par for the course for what we need to get done. Okay. That sounds yeah. good. Yeah, I would imagine. I mean, Mike, you, you mentioned briefly when we were looking at the camera that there's been a shortage in yeah. back orders, uh, you know, left and right. I, that's kind of the 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 new uh, setup for a lot of people is doing these uh, these virtual 
uh, sermons, these virtual, excuse me, virtual yeah. worship sessions, and and um, everything's going over to stream. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it, it makes sense. It sucks, obviously, because <laughs> you know we're we have to deal with that kind of stuff in terms of delivering to our clients. But yeah. um, it does make sense that now, given the the landscape and how everybody's operating and what we're kind of shifting to and what that paradigm looks like, it's. You know, we're we're running out of stuff because everybody's yeah. using it. Um, so that makes sense. Uh, to your point, Chris, I wanted to to add something. Was just that it like it makes sense in terms of the timing of everything uh, when we're doing these installs. You know, you don't want to put the cart before the horse. Yeah, right? you end exactly. Up, you end up having to to backtrack a lot mm -hmm. of stuff, or you run into these issues that you can completely avoid and prevent if you're doing things in the proper yeah. order. Right. I'd say as, as a client, it's important to have uh, managed expectations. And, you know, it, I think that all comes from how you handle yourself as an install provider to the client itself. And you say, hey, like, this is what we need to have done. Like, this is what you need to have done on your end so that we can come in and do all the fun right. stuff and have everything ready for you to go. Yeah. So it's a lot of, I mean, it's always that, that triangle of, like, you've got doing it fast, doing it cheap, and then doing it right. And you've got to pick two of those legs. Right. You know, you can't have all three. And so, like I said, it's a lot of managing expectations. It's a lot of having people you trust to get the job done, you know, at a relative time and having a time frame that's realistic and a budget that's realistic. So that way you're not caught up in all of these like, well, you said it was going to be this much and now it's this much. You know, it's, it's easier when you have something that's laid out from people that know what they're doing and have a time frame ready to go and that they can meet those milestones. Right. That way you're not backtracking, like you said, or, you're, you know, you find out, the contractors fell through or something like that, and it makes it harder for you to get the things done that you want to sure. have done. Yeah, I, I think there needs to be a little bit of patience on both sides, right? Yes. Because we're, as kind of the last step for this install, right? We kind of have to wait for everybody else to, to, to get done with what they need to do so that we can properly install And with running everything. cables and stuff, it's you're, you're the first, but you're also the last, last step, right. and you're not there in the middle, which right. is like a weird disconnect sometimes <laughs> for people. Um, but at the same time, it's a matter of us setting those expectations for the client and helping them to understand the, the grand picture of everything. We might be yeah. there in the beginning to do all of that cabling and whatnot to start, but actually installing the equipment is going to be that final step and yep. there, there are going to be steps in between yeah um and sometimes we have to wait on yeah. uh, suppliers to actually provide the equipment that we need to install so on our side it's important to set those expectations and to be upfront. i would imagine with the client exactly. as much as possible so that they're not you know day before whatever their event is and we're like scrambling to try to figure yeah. out how to how to accomplish everything and uh you know if they have that picture in front of them and they they have a good understanding of what the timeline is going to look like then things tend to be a little bit more calmer yeah um it's just like in any relationship i think it's all just communication right you just have to be on the ball with people you're working with and let them know hey we'll be here this time or it looks like you know it's just like updating them and letting them know what we're going to be doing the next week or whatever or hey like when you get this part of this pro when you get this part of it done or you know anything it's like hey once you get these walls painted and the drywalls mudded up and finished up and everything's ready to go we can put in those tvs right. and it kind of gives them uh, in a word, I guess, incentive, you know what I mean? To like make sure that gets done so that you can go to the, uh, the client can go to your contractors and say, hey, like if we get this done, I can do this. Like let's all get, let's focus on this. Or it kind of gives you a little bit of a direction 
as to what needs to get done uh, before other things, you know? Right. Awesome. Yeah. Well, gentlemen, thank you for everything today. Mm -hmm. Glad to hear uh, how we're progressing with some of our projects. Good to, good to see that the Concerts by Car series is still up and running, that we're learning stuff every single time so that we can provide a better experience for everybody involved, including ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that basically ties everything up for today. So thank you again. Thank you. And thank you. Uh, we'll see you next time. All right. Sweet. See ya. Bye-bye. Deuces.